When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Rockstar Matt here, and this week I'm starting a new weekly episode called Way Back Wednesdays. And what inspired this were conversations held during the breaks at our epic intensives. You know, when the instruction breaks at the intensive, all of the attendees, they get together, and they whether it's at the, the restaurant or around the bar, or just in, the, in the, uh, the lounge area or in the hallways, and they get together, they talk shop, and, and it's Really, everyone's, I think it's their favorite part of the entire thing is just the people that they get to meet and who they get to interact with. And and what I think has come up no less than a half dozen times at every epic intensive over the last two years is when are you and Matt Andrews going to record more Hold That House episodes? And when my buddy Matt and I, we started producing that show, I mean, we had no intention of ever stopping. It's just that when we got to like 30 episodes, we were kind of, those last few episodes, we were really kind of struggling. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? And uh, I mean, we just kind of felt like we had said it all or so much with regard to the buy and hold strategy that coming up with new and fresh, really impactful shows, um, we just didn't think we were going to be able to do that. You know, nothing of real substance anyway that we thought would be of value to you rather than, or other than us just repeating ourselves. So although we have, Matt and I have a great time when we get together and we laugh a whole lot recording those shows, we weren't thinking that we were entertaining enough to carry a show uh, of just us being funny because <laughs> uh, we have no aspirations to be entertainers and we kind of felt like, are we the only ones laughing at this or what? how are they feeling out there? Anyway, we tried to decide to err on the side of being conservative and just keeping the show about, about real estate and not trying to be entertainers. Anyway, nonetheless, the demand is obviously there for this show and in two years, uh, the Epic Real Estate Investing Show, it's grown significantly. And if you've found us in the last two years, you probably have never even heard of Hold That House. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play it here for your convenience on Wednesdays as what Matt and I talk about on this show is as relevant today as it was when we recorded it way back then. So welcome to Way Back Wednesday. Enjoy the show. This is Terrio Media. Don't wait for appreciation to buy real estate. Buy for cash flow and wait. In other words, hold that house. Your hosts, Matt Andrews and Matt Terrio. Yeah. Hello. Hey, flipping houses, that can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. This is the Hold That House show. I am Matt Terrio, and over there is Mr. Matt Andrews. Bring it. And before we begin, before we bring it, we've got a free gift for you. Go to holdthathouse.com and download the four-hour work month, the 10 commandments to managing property managers. It's the key ingredients to financial independence through real estate that no one else is telling you about, that you're not going to hear about anywhere else. And you can get that for free at holdthathouse.com. Come. And you don't want to learn these things the same way we learned them, right, Matt? No, that's right. That's that's that other podcast, the podcast of hard knocks. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears. That's how we learn right? these Ten Commandments. So uh, we made a lot of mistakes, you know, over the years in our business before we refined it and got to the level of success we're at right now. This will help you cut down that learning curve and help you not make 
a lot of the same mistakes as you're buying and holding properties and building your portfolio. So exactly. uh, take advantage of it. This is probably over a million dollars worth of lessons that we learned at Absolutely. That, that, that tuition to the School of Hard Absolutely. Knocks. Absolutely. If sure, I would right? have had that list when I started, mm-hmm. I'd be in an be- even better position than I'm in now, for sure. <laughs> right. So a million dollar education for free at holdthathouse.com. And welcome. Welcome to you. I'm glad you found us. Welcome to the first episode of the Hold That House show. And my name is Matt Terrio, and, and I'm joined by my partner here, Matt Andrews. And we just kind of, uh, you know, we are real estate investors. And I think collectively, probably close to 300 units that we own and we've hold, held a lot of property. We've flipped a lot of property and we prefer to hold hindsight being 2020. Absolutely. And so we just kind of let you in a little bit on uh, who we are, a little bit about us, how we got here, what we're doing today and what you can expect from this show in the future. Absolutely. Okay. Matt, Sounds why don't you good. start? What, how, how did you get involved in real estate investing and bring me up to speed to where you are today? Yeah, man, I'll give you, I'll give you the short version. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Florida, uh, in the Tampa area and um, got out of college. I was working uh, uh, for a Fortune 500 company. I was in sales, you know, pretty successful for what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, company car, the whole deal, you know, and, you know, I thought I was pretty big stuff coming, you know, 20, whatever, you know, early 20s. And, um, you know, like a lot of people quickly became disenchanted with the nine to five work world and started kind of seeing through it because I was looking at people that were doing what I was doing but they were 10, 20 years ahead of me, mm-hmm. and I didn't like what I saw. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I said, you know what, 20 years from now, I don't want to be that right. guy. Scared you. you know, n- you nothing wrong with that guy, right. but I don't, that's, I think I can do something different than that. I think I'm on a different path, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'd always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but, you know, found myself working in a very, you know, uh, systematic, you know, kind of company and, and kind of got absorbed into that before I started breaking out of that cycle. So I knew I wasn't going to get to where I wanted to go uh, I wasn't going to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish in my life on that current trajectory. I wasn't going to have really the freedom, and that was really what it was about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was making good money, mm-hmm. and I was successful by all outside observers, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, but I didn't have the freedom, you know. I always knew that that next morning I was getting up way earlier than I wanted to again, going somewhere I didn't want to go again. And working with people that I kind of liked, but kind of didn't care if I saw again, <laughs> you know, like that kind of right. thing, right? So uh, it was kind of like the show, uh, that movie Office Space. It was a mm-hmm. little bit like that. Mm-hmm. So I started studying real estate. You know, I, I bought one of those late night infomercial CD sets and I started listening to it in my car as I was driving. Um, basically, uh, did my first property flip in 2000. Uh, did everything wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything wrong. And I'll, maybe I'll tell you guys more about that later. Um, but I mean, really just... Uh, bought a property with conventional financing, um, you know, paid too much for the property, uh, tried to do the rehab myself, messed everything up, but I learned a ton. And we talk about that, you know, you and I have talked about that a lot. We we learned expensive lessons, right? right. Which is mm-hmm. how we made that 10 commandments that we're giving you guys. Right. So, and uh, so flipped that first house, made uh, almost no money, but learned a ton, uh, got the taste for it. So I decided to do it again, uh, made good money on my second property. And by that third property, I quit my job. Mm-hmm. So I, I took a leap of faith and said, man, I'm going to go full time into buying properties, rehabbing, flipping them. Um, so I did that. And as I was flipping properties and making some money, I would keep a rental here and there. Uh, fast forward to 2007, 2008, the market crashed. I was in Tampa, Florida, one of the foreclosure capitals right. of the United States. Um, suddenly, you know, I was before I was really working to find a deal or, or so a month. And mm-hmm. now I just had 10 deals coming at me 
all the time. And so I started doing a lot of wholesaling, right? Mm-hmm. So really built a wholesaling business. I uh, started buying properties, flipping them over to other investors or wholesaling them to other investors. Uh, I wish I had bought and held every single one of those properties. Mm-hmm. That wasn't mm-hmm. an option for me at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, didn't, I really didn't know what I was doing still. I was just running hard. I was making money. And so I started taking those profits and putting them into rental properties. And between 2007 and today, you know, I've put together a pretty good portfolio, mm-hmm. you know, and now I'm totally focused on holding properties. You know, I don't want to let any of those opportunities go. If I could go back and keep and have kept all those properties I wholesale to other investors that mm-hmm. made them great cash flow, I wish I could. Right. You know, I should go back. But that's that's not what I did then. Built to this point now and going forward, that's my focus. Mm-hmm. So I am, you know, continuing to work with other investors. I put together turnkey properties. I sell them to investors here and overseas. Um, lots of different things we do in real estate. Lots of wholesaling and other strategies. But it all is with the goal of buying more buy and hold properties, whether that's free and clear, or whether that's leverage, whatever it is, that's that's the goal. Because right. I know the longer I hold a property, uh, the better it gets. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now I'm focused on cash flow. Right. That's it for me. I want double digit. I want double digit cap rates. Mm-hmm. And I want double digit returns. And I want really, really good cash flow. So that, you know, that kind of brings you up to speed on where I'm at now. And uh, obviously, you know, we do all kinds of things now, but it's all geared towards Cash flow. Cash flow. Right? Buy more properties. Yeah. Well, that's why you're here, Matt. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's why we've teamed up because we, we certainly are like-minded souls when it comes to real estate. And we kind of, you know, we learned why personally and not necessarily from a book. We learned firsthand why, uh, you know, where the, the true freedom is. Sure. It's through the cash flow. You know, when I, I was born and raised in Southern California, I, I got out of the Marine Corps. I spent the next 15 years of my life in the music business. Did very well for myself. Which is a very typical path. Marine Corps first into the music. Yeah, business. yeah. It was, I was the breakdancing jarhead. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I did very well. And, you know, per my definition of success, I was just, it was an effortless life because I loved music. It came naturally to me. It came easily for me. And I was fortunate enough where other people liked it as well. And they paid me for it. It's it it beautiful. And uh, had major label distribution, a small little label through major label distribution. And, uh, you know, that had a formula that just worked over and over and over again. I said, life was great. And then one day or one month in particular, that formula stopped working or didn't work as good as it did the previous month. And so I scratched my head. I didn't quite know what was going on. So I threw a little bit more money at that formula the following month and it worked even less. And the next month, even less, the next month, even less. And at the time, I had no idea what was happening. In hindsight, it's crystal clear. Napster. Napster, yeah. <laughs> the, advent, the advent of the digital download and, and the, the way people consume their music, the music way they theft. acquired music. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the way they acquired it, <clears throat> a.k.a. stealing. Yes, they did. Yeah. They did, you know. And that was kind of the case for every person that was in independent music, whether it was an independent rock and roll label or independent hip-hop label, which is what we did, or independent dance, independent country, I suppose, even, that independent audience embraced that form of acquiring music before general public even knew what a download was, and before iTunes was even a, a household name, before it was even invented, you know, I was out of business and had to find something else, and so I searched high and low, I looked at multi-level marketing, I looked at insurance sales, I looked at car sales, and then I started going to department stores, and and I could find nothing. There wasn't a whole lot of demand for a uh, out-of-work music executive, you know. And some of those things are easy to get into, but they just didn't work for me. They weren't fulfilling. And, and uh, you know, 
I found myself bagging groceries at the age of 34 for $7 an hour. So going from a seven-figure year to $7 an hour in about six months, that's humbling to say the least. Yeah, but you did what you had to do. Of course. To, for your family. And yep. Yeah, absolutely. Got to eat. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And it's cold outside. You don't have a roof over your head. <laughs> right. And uh, so I did that for six months, the world's biggest pity party, feeling sorry for myself, blaming everybody else, everything else on my situation in life. And not until one sobering day, you know, it, 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 I'll, I'll wrap this story up real quickly, but I just kind of came to the realization that there are no shortages of shoulders to cry on. There are no shortages of people out there that'll pat you on the back and let you know everything's going to be okay. Uh, at the end of the day, though, no one's going to do it for you. You got to do it yourself. And I really missed my previous lifestyle. I missed my previous income. And of the most unlikely sources, I mean, I was just, I was supposed to be in that grocery store because it was the grocery manager that came up to me and uttered these famous words, of which I've repeated countless times since. And that is, real estate is the final frontier where the average person has a legitimate shot at creating true wealth. Yep. And I was just like, wow, okay. Entertainment is no longer an option for me. And the wealth is really what I'm going after. I want to start to get back on that track. And so if I have to learn something new, because I didn't know how to do anything else, I might as well learn the one thing that has produced more wealth for people than anything else. So I did the logical thing. And the very next day I was in real estate school to get my real estate license. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. and Because real, realtors are all the richest, right? Yes, real, realtors are the richest. <laughs> and I thought that's where I was supposed to begin. And uh, after I, I got rookie of the year the first year and I did better the next year and better the next and better the next and just kind of woke up and there was a, a pivotal day where I was waiting for my client. He's the best client because he gave me repeat business and gave me deals over and over and over again. I had to work very little to get that business and it was lucrative because we were in a million dollar market. Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there on a Saturday morning. It was 11 a.m. was what the time of our appointment. I'm dressed in my suit and tie. I have all the documents laid out on the desk waiting for him to come and sign all of these documents. He shows up 20 minutes late, shows up in jeans, T-shirt, and flip-flops, and uh, signs all the documents and takes off to enjoy his weekend. <laughs> What's that guy doing? Right. <laughs> and there I am, you know, sit, stuck there to process this paperwork. And then after I was done with that, I had to go hold one of his houses open for the weekend. And I just started thinking about what that grocery store manager had said. And I was like, gosh, if real estate is where all the wealth is at, if this is where the money's at, I think I'm sitting on the wrong side of the desk. <laughs> and it was that moment where I had this other, it was a, a time for action. And, you know, all of my real estate agents out there, they know that uh, just by getting a license, you are automatically an investor by default. Mm -hmm. You know everything you need to of know course, about investing. Of yeah. course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> getting a real estate license, they hardly prepare you to be a real estate agent. Right. You have to learn all that after you get your license. Sure. It's a lot of trial and error. Right. And, and there's very little gray area, very little overlapping area between a real estate agent and a real estate investor. And a lot right. of people think they're very closely related. Very little overlapping there. You know, a real estate agent represents other people. A real estate investor, you represent yourself. And so I, I, I plopped down a, about $22,000 in a real estate investing education. And I was committed. I'm ready to go. And... I got my first deal within 60 days of signing up for that education. And it was a fix and flip in Long Beach, California. I took the small little single family home, converted it into a fourplex and put $26,000 in my pocket. And I was like, huh. Ah. Awesome. And I didn't have to drive any buyers around. I didn't have to do a listing presentation. I didn't have to hold open house. You know, I was how, able to, How many deals, I mean, just kind of a guess, how many deals would you need to have 
sold as a realtor to get that. Well, in the market that I was in, it was one. Yeah. Okay. okay it was one. So it was a million dollar It was their million dollar homes and 3%. I did very well. Right. And then after but the you broke, didn't control the process. I didn't control the process. And it took a whole lot more time. Like I made this money with, with a, the same money with a lot less effort, a lot less time. And so that is really what I was after because I, I wanted my weekends back. And so um, I, I went on to try and repeat the process and really kind of struggled. I didn't get my second deal for eight months later. And by that time, that $26,000 and everything else I had <laughs> had disappeared pretty much. And I really got into, well, I still need to do this. Um, let me find the deals and see if I can find other people to buy them rather than me try to do the fix and flip thing. And that's where I really opened up to where wholesaling it opened up to me. And then the de- uh, the creative deal structuring opened up to me. Yeah. And that allowed me to, um, you know, build a, a real estate portfolio of passive income. And it is during that time, and I don't remember exactly when it was in that process, but I was introduced to that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Sure. And that gave me a whole new definition of wealth. You know, when I was in music, all I thought was I need a lot of money in the bank and that's going to make me wealthy. That trans- that book transformed my definition. It's like, no, I don't need a pile of money. I need streams of money. Right. That's what's going to set me free. And particularly after that previous eight months where I had a job, I was trying to find another deal. I made a lot of money on the first deal, but after that deal was closed, I had to go out and find another deal. It was a job. And sure. I didn't make money unless I was working. And, and that's the trap I think a lot of investors fall into. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, and I was in that trap too, uh, you know, 2007, 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. I was making great money. We were wholesaling properties like crazy. I had one buyer that I wholesaled 75 properties to, right. one, one buyer, mm-hmm. you know, and I made money on every single one of those deals and rehab most of those for them too. Right. Um, so, I mean, making great money, but I was working right. like a dog. And that I money had, is very seductive. It is very They're seductive. They're large chunks of money. Because you, you are controlling that yeah. money coming in. Yep. But like you just identified, you really, you like I had created a job. Right. We had created right. a job. So that, you know, cash flow quadrant that they talk about in, in uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, we weren't at the investor level yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we were thinking that that's what we thought were, we were. That's what we thought we <laughs> yeah. were getting into, right? Exactly. And that's what happens to so many uh, beginning real estate investors because one of the easiest things, and it's not necessarily easy, but one of the uh, simplest ways to get into real estate with the least moving parts is the wholesale kind of strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, you lock up deals, you quickly sell them to other investors with for a you know, small markup, right? Pretty simple kind of deal. You usually sell into cash investors, simple transaction, right? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the simplest transactions in real estate probably. Mm-hmm. And so you get into it and you start doing that like a lot of beginning real estate investors, only to find out a year or two down the road. This never stops. Right. It's a hustle. As soon as I sell one, I got to go. It's a hustle. You got to go do another one. Then you got to go do another one. And it's like, I mean, you're making better money than you were working at a grocery store. Right. But you're working the same hours and you have the same amount of freedom. Right. So why did you get into it in the first place? You know, so you. You You have the same lack of freedom. Lack of freedom. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No freedom. (laughs) Because you make good money, but it doesn't necessarily coincide with freedom. It's not the path to freedom. Exactly. It's the path to making money, sure. but those are not necessarily the same path. They can be, but they are not necessarily the same. Absolutely. And for you and me, I know, you know, you know, married with families and, you know, we want to spend our time with the people we love. For sure. You know, and we want freedom to be able to do that and mm-hmm. to work the way we want to work. And so that model the wholesale model was a great way to start and a great way to get some capital. But you and I both sounds like we arrived at the same place yes. knowing, hey, you know what? I've got to hold properties. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what are the operative words here? Cash flow, but it's also passive cash flow, right? right. And right. the difference between passive and active, 
is all the difference in the world. Very different. So different, you know. And I think about the words I think about is, you know, passive. I think about control, mm-hmm. the word control. Um, even in the wholesale model, even though you're working for yourself and you're an entrepreneur and you're flipping properties and you're a real estate investor doing all kinds of deals, you don't necessarily have control of your time. Right. Right. So I think about that. I think about time leverage. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not properly leveraging your time. I certainly wasn't. And I was running like a dog, right. you know, and I was just, you know, as soon as I got, you know, five or six properties done, it was another five or six properties. And it was just going, 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 going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had energy and I'm an energetic guy and I'm, I'm an optimistic person. So I thought, hey, there's an end to all this, mm-hmm. but not on the wheel I was in, right. you know, so I was just on a different hamster wheel, you know, so time leverage. And then I really like the phrase and the, and the terminology, lifestyle design, mm-hmm. you know, lifestyle design for me is the reason why we do what we do now because we're in control of the lifestyle that we live. And we looked at what we were doing. Uh, we went into real estate and then we both got into the wholesale game. And then again, we looked at what we were doing and it wasn't matching up with the lifestyle we wanted. So unlike many people you know, that are entrepreneurs, you and I said, look, let's look at the life we want to live. Mm-hmm. What's that ideal life? Now let's create the vehicle to get there. Right. And that's how you and I arrived at For sure. buy and hold real estate, right? Because sure. that's the way to do it. And that's the way every massively successful, uber wealthy investor has done it, mm-hmm. you know, through mm-hmm. the years right. from, you know, from the ancient times until now, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. holding real estate is what has created wealth. We'll be back with more right after this. Do you have doubts about your current plan for retirement actually panning out? Imagine revolutionizing your retirement plan so that it pays you right now and in retirement. Change one thing one time and that revolution can be yours. That's bad news for Wall Street, but great news for you. We're Turnkey Allies and we'd like to offer you free information that will show you how one simple tweak can cause your retirement plan to pay you right now and in retirement and it's yours for free. For the secret your financial planner doesn't want you to know, go Go to turnkeyallies.com. That's turnkeyallies.com. Holding real estate is what has created wealth. Right. You know, the uh, having basically having to start life over at the age of 34 for myself, I was very cognizant of the mistakes and the lessons that I had learned in my first life, <laughs> my yeah, first half. Sure. And I was really, uh, you know, focused on not repeating those the second time around because I did not ever want to be bagging groceries again. Sure. So let's see what led me up to there and let's not do that again. And, and a lot of that you can learn from your own mistakes. And I, there was a, a quote from Mark Twain. He says, uh, uh, learn from other people's mistakes because you won't be here long enough to make them all on your own. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And, you know, as I was uh, doing my hustle inside of RIA clubs and doing the wholesaling thing, you know, every once in a while, one of the old salty guys would stand up and, you know, the, the question that everybody wanted to ask them was, you know, if you were to start life all over again, or if you were to start your investing all over again, how would you do it differently? And over and over and over. And sometimes this was people in the group. Sometimes it was, some, it was a speaker on stage or a combination thereof. The, the answer was almost always the same. If I were to do this all over again, I would have bought more and I would have sold less. Yep. And that hindsight 2020 of 50, 60, 70 year old people, I would have bought more. I would have sold less. And I thought of that Mark Twain quote, like, I need to learn from their mistake because I can certainly tell you what not to do in the music business. Because I was right. there, and yeah. it's very clear to me. And I was like, I need to listen to people that have been there and done that and what they wouldn't do again or what they would do differently. And that really solidified the whole thing. So I was like, just keep on buying. Let's keep on selling less. 
and let's keep on holding. And and then they said, and if I did sell, I wouldn't have taken a, a vacation. I wouldn't have bought the new car. I would have taken that money and upgraded into a bigger, more cash flowing property. Sure. And so I was just like, okay, that's it. That's my lifestyle. And between that advice from real world people and then the theoretical advice, advice from a book, like from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Combine that together, and I was like, this just makes perfect sense. Absolutely. And you knew the life that you wanted to live. Right. Right? And so you then had to adjust your business to create that. You right. know, like I said, we both thought, you know, wholesaling and just rehabbing was it, mm-hmm. you know. And and now, wholesaling and rehabbing, which we both still do, and we both provide turnkey rentals to people as well, but that's, uh, you know, that just fills in you know, some other little streams for us. It's right. not that primary wealth right. building income, right? right? That's like kind of gravy or, or the icing on top, you know? Right. So, you know, the point is you want to get to the point, every investor, even if you don't know it yet, wants to get to the point where you're designing your lifestyle, where you're creating that passive income, where you are, and I know it sounds kind of funny to say it, but literally making money while you sleep, right? you know? And sometimes that takes taking a hard look at where you're at now and what that ideal lifestyle is and then making the plan to get to that lifestyle. And for you, I know that was thinking creatively mm-hmm. and, and getting involved with creative financing, really learning the numbers because you've got a couple hundred units now and you told me this before, but I want everyone else to hear this. How much of your own money do you have into the ownership of those couple right. hundred I, units? I have yet to use a, a dime of my own money or one point of my own credit. Yeah. I actually, after filing bankruptcy for my record label, the yeah, credit is not much to speak of. Right, right. <laughs> so, but you, yeah, so you worked with what you had. Right. Everybody's in a different situation. Some people that are listening to this, your credit might be toast like yours was back mm-hmm. in the time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we all work with what we have. Right. And you used creative uh, real estate to mm-hmm. build the life that you wanted. And now, you know, a couple hundred units later, yep. with none of your own money in there, right. and I've, I've looked at a lot of the properties you have, and, and we've shared, you know, you've shared what you do with your portfolio. I've shared with you what I do with mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in great situations now, and we're going to keep growing it. And I think the point is, we're having fun now. Totally. Right? You know, when you've I got... Mean, we're loving life. <laughs> when you've got cash flow, you, you now live a life of options. You know, and we and we mentioned like we're both educators. We both have turnkey operations. Um, we're both in, in the world of sales. We we still make money doing what we want to do. Sure. But the, you know what that's amazing about it is because we have options, because we have that money uh, coming in on a consistent basis from our real estate, we don't have to sell. Right. We don't have to. Um, you know, we don't have to go to work. We it's and that's such. A free and liberating livelihood. I mean, sure. we're doing this podcast because we want to, right? Not because we have to. Yeah, you know, and and it's so you get to start. To, you start to get a life of options, a life, live a life of true choice, and get out there and, and get to do what you want to do with your time. What you get to you could do with, you know, what you, what where you want to direct and focus your efforts, and do it with the people you want to do it with. Amen. You know, like you and I are buddies. We're friends. We like hanging out. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing this podcast together. If right. you didn't like me and I didn't like you, we wouldn't be doing this podcast, no. right? This is actually fun for us. We like this. Right. We don't have to do this, like you said. And that's the point, guys. It's about making that lifestyle uh, that you know you can have fun and make money, mm-hmm. and uh, but you've got to have the right vehicle and you've got to have the right strategy to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of you know blissfully happy happy people who you know are happy in spite of the terrible life they've created for themselves. But don't you want to be happy and have the time and have the freedom to truly, you know, do the things you want to do? Because to me, I, you know, I didn't think as a young child, I want to grow up and I want to work 
80 hour weeks flipping houses. Yeah. That's my dream. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't my dream. That's not what I wanted to do. That's not my dream now. Right. You know, so I created a life that allows me to do the things that are really important. And for mm-hmm. me, that's, you know, we, we, uh, me and my wife, we run two charities, one in Jamaica, one in India. That's the kind of stuff we love to do. Right. You know, uh, we don't get paid for that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't make any money on that. Mm-hmm. It's, that is something that we like to do. That's what kind of, that's what, you know, motivates us to build our real estate business the way mm-hmm. we have. Um, I like to, you know, go hiking. You know, right. uh, I do like large chunks of the Appalachian Trail. That's a lot of fun to me. I know some people are thinking that sounds like no fun at all. I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I like traveling. You know, uh, last week we were down in Puerto Rico, and you know, later this, you know, uh, next month I'm going to Jamaica. A couple months from now I'll be in India. Um, being able to do that while still creating and gaining passive income and gaining equity the whole time, right. that's just a whole other level of freedom. And I know you have all kinds of other interests too. I mean, your love is not flipping houses. It's what comes from that. It's exactly. what comes from holding houses. So exactly. what kind of stuff are you into besides, oh, well, besides yeah. skateboarding? Sure. Oh, yeah. yes. I, I've got a three-and-a-half-year-old son, and he's renewed my love for skateboarding. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. that's exciting. Um, I love wine tasting. I love the beach. I'm never going to leave Southern California. I'll always have a place here. And... Uh, you know, and I've recently got into fitness and now I get to start taking a little bit better care of my body. I don't have the excuses of, of time anymore. And just overall, that that's what this show is about. That's, a, that's enough about us. We, this really is about you and, and to provide a, a resource and to provide access if financial freedom, financial independence, just having living a life of, of choice is something that you aspire to, something that you want. This is how we got it. And from that uh, grocery store manager, it is the final frontier the final frontier for the average person to really achieve this. Absolutely. And yes, this this show is called Hold That House. It is, you know, probably 99% going to be about real estate, but it's not really a real estate show. It's a money show. And it's in a sense, it's a money show that shows you how to get your money to work for you. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, when you go to work for your money, does it return the favor? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and so Matt and I, between us, you know, probably collectively at least 30 years experience investing, uh, almost collectively 300 units that we, we hold. And, you know, we're here to provide, just kind of share with you what we've learned along the way. And the things we could have only learned by being in the trenches and doing exactly. it. We did not, the stuff that we learned, the stuff on the 10 commandments that right. we're giving you guys for free. You don't learn that in a book. No. And, yeah. you, and when you read it, you'll understand why. It's not on a seminar. <laughs> it's not on a webinar. It's not on a weekend workshop. It's a, uh, it's just real deal, real world advice. Absolutely. So, let's, uh, more to come, but that, that's, that's who we are. That's why we started this show and that's what you can expect. And what are, and what are some of the things, cause we've planned a couple of shows that we're about to start doing. What are some of the things we're talking about in some of the upcoming shows? Cause we're really getting into some great content. Right. So, you know, when you're rehabbing a, um, an investment property, what should you rehab? What should you not, how to get the most bang for your buck? Um, you know, uh, when it's uh, when is it time to fire your property manager? <laughs> How to find good ones? How to find the perfect tenant? Um, five things we both do are doing going to do an episode on the five things we wish somebody would have told us before we started being oh, an yeah. investor. That one, those two are actually invaluable. Um, how to assemble your team because you know you don't have to do this all yourself. That's where a great deal of the freedom comes comes into play. Um, the the difference between holding locally and holding out of state, and and what what the pros and cons of those. You know, it's how to maximize Section 8 housing. You know, there's a lot of myths out there about Section 8, and it's really sure. a wonderful world if you know how to do it right. And it's probably where some of your higher returns are ever going to come from. So we're going to talk about how to do that and how we've done it successfully. And 
And uh, so that's what we've got coming up. And this is a tool for you guys. So let us know what you want to know too. Absolutely. You know, as you, you know, whether you're a, a landlord out there who's managing your own properties and you know involved daily in the in the cash flow properties that you own, or whether you are you know investing out of state, you know, in turnkey properties and working with property management teams elsewhere. Uh, whatever the case, you know, let us know what you guys are dealing with. Uh, let us know the types of things that we can help you with. You know, if you if you guys give us feedback, we will tailor these shows for you. Absolutely. You know, so let us know. And this is about you guys. And it's about uh, making sure you don't make the same mistakes that we made, you know, on the way to, you know, passive income and freedom. So, you right. know, let us know, you know, uh, reach out to us, send us emails, let us know what you want to know. And we will sure. tailor make shows for you. Right. And you can contact us through our the website of holdthathouse.com. And while you're there, go ahead and download the four hour work month, the 10 commandments to managing property managers the key ingredient to financial independence through real estate that no one else is going to tell you about, but we are. So to contact us and to get your freebie, go to holdthathouse.com. And uh, that's it for today. That's enough for today. We're going to keep these short. This one probably was probably the longest one that you'll ever hear from us. So we're going to keep them in a nice, listenable chunks, 15 to 25 minutes right in there in that sweet spot. So that's it. Flipping houses can make you rich. Holding them will make you wealthy. On behalf of Matt Andrews and myself, we'll be back next week. And until then, remember, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. Hold that house! Contrary to popular belief, a lack of funding is not the biggest barrier to starting a business. It's excuses. But don't let a lack of funding be your excuse. We are Epic Fast Funding, and we'd like to fund your business with up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines. If you've got 60 seconds and a solid credit score, you could have access to your funds in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com to fill out our 60-second application. It's fast, it's simple, up to $150,000 in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.